What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Smalley Talk Podcast. This is your host, Josh Shorinko, fresh off the water from a uh, late fall, early winter excursion with my boy, my brother from another mother, Christian Vaughn. What's up? Hello. Hi. Yeah, it was a pretty good day. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Yeah, um, yeah we um, took the jet out today. And, uh, you know, just did our whole, um, winter, we definitely approached this in a winter fashion. Um, and the jet is the perfect, um, vessel for that. Uh, you know, as opposed to doing the whole drift boat or kayak thing where you got to float an entire stretch, uh, the motor really gives you an opportunity to go, um, you know, the fish right now are, are pretty concentrated. Like they're not, you know, I've always heard 90% of the fish are on ten, in 10% of the river. I, I don't know how true that is. I think hundred percent of the fish are in their winter spots. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we kind of picked apart those spots, you know, fish, you know, spots anywhere from hundred yards long, 200 yards long, maybe at the most to like 30 yards long and you just really just stay in those spots and you hit them over and over and over and over again and um yeah we had actually a good numbers day and a good size day so uh i'll let let chris um oh yeah and then uh you know we just got in the truck and we're all pretty excited i you know i think people probably saw the big big one i caught but I, i i caught a 20 today you know, second one in Indiana for me for the year. Uh, I think eighth on the year total. And, um, yeah, came back to a really shitty comment on Instagram. So, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think that this, just for everybody who's keeping track of the 18-inch challenge that Josh and I have, I think that we've, we've concluded that it, the score is officially even after today's excursion. So. Josh... Uh, scored an 18, a 19, and a 20 today. By the way, the baseball term I was looking for was the cycle. Oh, uh, he got the a cycle. I almost hit the cycle. He almost hit the cycle. Um, but, anyways, it was uh, it was a pretty great day for him. I mean, numbers wise, I think we were about even. It just that was a good numbers um, day for this time of year. I definitely caught more drum though. You did. <laughs> I, I caught like six drum, which was outrageous, um, and a lot of sticks. So. Suck that, dude. Little, <laughs> little drumstick, little drumstick day for me. I've never seen a day where you have more fake outs from sticks. <laughs> I I actually had two or three myself. There's yeah, a lot of stick, a lot of stick fake outs. Uh, high water, you know, it was the water was really pumping, but we went up to the uh, Tippecanoe uh, up in northwest Indiana, and uh, it fished really well. I mean. You know, one of the reasons we like going there is because it's a tailwater and it's a little bit less variable, you know. So this time of year, like, everything changes really quickly. Like, day to day, the conditions will be very different. Um, but up there, it seems to stabilize a little bit. Like, the temperature stabilizes and it, it, it makes for a longer feeding window. The fish, especially the big fish, seem to be 
more comfortable and a little bit more at ease and, and uh, tend to feed a little bit longer and more aggressively. So, yeah, it was, a, it was actually a really good day. I think we probably caught somewhere in the neighborhood of 35, 40 fish, uh, not counting the drum even. You know, yeah. uh, <laughs> normally Chris would count. I, normally, I I would count those, uh, but but no, it was uh, it was a great numbers day. Uh, Josh had great size as well, and we'll probably talk a little bit about the specific presentation and kind of where we are finding them in the in the water column and in the specific areas uh, a little bit later on. But like Josh said, when we got back to the truck, we you know we're all hyped up. It was a great day. You know, it was probably one of the one of the last, like, I mean, although they were wintered up, I felt like we found some fish in like current and that kind of thing. So it's probably one of our last days for that. Josh caught one on a spinner bait. Um, so, you know, we're all hyped up. Good day. Worth the drive. You know, we got, I got up at 445, you know, long drive. Josh caught his second 20 of the year in Indiana. Uh, we get in the truck. Josh checks Instagram. His lip just freaking droops some that was a pouty little wet boy, he was pouty dude <laughs> nah it didn't it didn't really bother him that much but some i don't know dude some guy it's a guy uh well let's let's just refer to him as west fork jason an explorer of time and space <laughs> a, i would probably venture to say that he's a, a space cadet or some other you know, derogatory term. I don't call names. That's not what we're about on this podcast. This no, podcast is about. We're nice. The worst thing that we do is spray people with our jet. That's that's <laughs> unconfirmed. That. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, we get back and we posted an Instagram live video. We were acting like complete fools. We're all hyped up. Hype from a boy, dude. Second twenty yeah, of the year. Dude, Big fish. Hyped. And uh, you know, we we're acting like fools pretty much. And. Uh, yeah, guy calls Josh an effing asshat, you know, which we don't condone that type of language because that is just... Because apparently he's the, you know, he's the, the authority on how long you're allowed to leave a fish out of the water. You know, we left, the video is only a minute long and we literally put it back in the water at the end of the video. It wasn't out of the water for a full minute even. Yeah, it wasn't. We kept putting it back in. And in fact, right before that video, I held it in the water, took it out. You know, although my hands were freezing cold, <laughs> you know, the waters, air temperatures were in the 20s this morning. There's a, a, a nor'easter coming in. <laughs> yeah. Blizzard conditions, wide out. Yeah, dude. He, we're risking it. <laughs> he risked his digits to get that fish a breath. I could have easily gotten frostbite. And, and little did West Fork Jason, that's his name, by the way, go follow him. I don't care. Don't call him an F and ass at because that's just, you know, it's not very nice. But, you know, little did West Fork Jason know that Josh actually killed that fish. We actually <laughs> ate it. Riverside. <laughs> it's a Riverside lunch, dude. <laughs> uh, some sushi. <laughs> For real, though, I'm not going to talk about this guy anymore besides the fact that he is a guide. And, you know, by all accounts, he might be a cool guy besides this comment. I don't know. Ooh, there's a buck. Um, you know, and I'm not going to – honestly, I, I thought I was going to, but I'm not, I'm not going to trash the guy's livelihood or anything like that. All I'll say is, like, you know, if you're looking for a guide – or an explorer of time and space that you want to spend time with. <laughs> or an explorer of that time. Guy, that guy sounds really interesting. I mean, if he explores time and space. 
very I think it's I think it's cultured. That's what I get. Can you imagine? He probably I mean think about that. He's explored time and space. Yeah, that's kind of that he's done either. <laughs> uh yeah, so what is he uh anyways, like you know whatever. The dude's the dude's a a guide and you know got on our page never commented on anything never messaged us never done anything like that and that's the first thing he has to say to us so appreciate it west fork john jason jason uh we do appreciate the comment and uh it it helps our engagement on instagram so we're growing (laughs) uh so let's get back to the day so as chris alluded to i I think you said I caught an 18, a 19, and a 20 today. Oh, yeah. Um, score uh, plus three. Evened up the score on the the uh, 18 challenge. So it's going to be interesting because it's not exactly uh, not exactly like hot time of the year to get a bunch of fish. Uh, so we may end up, you know, locked up in a tie. I don't know exactly what. I, think we have to I feel kiss. like I think we have to kiss if we tie. <laughs> I was gonna say I didn't look at the rules, the fine print. I feel like there's some something like that. <laughs> we we have to just hug. We have touch, to spoon. Touch tips. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, sorry, but, sorry to everybody. <laughs> I, I don't. Mind. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, the the you know we got out on the river today and. You know, on a day where where it's as cold as it is, it was a beautiful morning. We had fog on the water, and um, you know, just really cold. Uh, you just never know. You come out here sometimes, and the fish just they don't want anything to do with anything. And you know, you might catch one or two, and then other times you come out here and they're feeding up for winter time. And this happened to be the latter. Um, came out here, and you know, we know of a few wintering spots on on this river, and. Uh, we fished some of those. We fished some new ones today that we never fished before. Actually, two of the two of the biggest fish came off of new spots. Yep. Yeah, newer spots we've never we fished them, just not in the winter. They were actually ones that I kind of had earmarked. Um, oh, don't. As even. a <laughs> gonna, first of all, the one, no, the spots. The one spot was my spot, and the second spot. No, was no, all, you're right. Yeah. The the no, the second spot. The one where I caught the 19, that was the one I... Well, it was in the area I'd earmarked. Yeah, we we ran downstream to the lower portion and... Um, yeah, but anyways, that's what I'm saying. It was a new spot that I had seen in the summer and was like, oh, this probably... The other one that I caught the 20 in, Chris had actually fished that with his dad and his brother and caught some fish in the winter this past February. So kind of knew there'd be fish there and um but yeah so got out there today and you know when you think about wintering spots we've talked about this before but if you if you aren't learned up on our previous content we uh you know target uh areas that are slower deeper um you know that's not all that we're looking for we're looking for substrate this river though the tip of canoe if you've ever fished it it's, it's got really good substrate throughout the entire river so it's hard to really identify um good substrate areas because everything is good um but you know the, i would say this river this wintering areas are actually pretty small even compared to smaller rivers that we fish they're they're just they're pretty like compact um well I, you know one thing is like the the flow was like really bumping like i mean it was it's flowing really high there's uh, probably less than two feet of visibility right now. 
Um, yes. Chris has got Taylor Swift and Whitney uh, Houston on his playlist. Dude, don't even. This is the great. This is from the Bodyguard. And, uh, Kevin Costner, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah. The uh, the flow's really bumping. Two feet or less of visibility, and um, you know what? Where we ended up, I would say, where we ended up finding most of the fish. You know, because the the depth really varied. I mean, we caught Josh caught. His 19, for instance, was caught in, like, less than four feet of water. Uh, the 20 was caught in probably 12 feet of water. And the 18 was probably caught in, like, seven. So, you know, the depth really isn't as important as just, like, a, a, a shelter, you know, from, I guess, the flooding of winter and, you know, some good substrate. You know, those are the really the more important um, ideas to kind of focus on, but certainly looking for depth, especially in, in your smaller rivers is a good place to start. Um, but anyways, we, we ended up finding fish most of the day kind of on seams, um, which was weird, which was unexpected, I would say. Um, but you know, especially we thought we'd have to be fishing close to cover, um, because limited visibility, you know, dropping water temperatures, a cold morning, you know, we, we thought for sure we'd have to be kind of pitching into some tight spots behind logs and things, but we started off doing that. And I think, uh, you know, we ended up, Josh found, I think four in a row, like first thing, uh, including that 18 kind of out, you know, probably 25, 30 feet off the bank in a, in a seam, you know, straight line seam. And, you know, one's the seam of a winter. Yeah, it was a seam of a wintering hole. So there's a big eddy at the end of a long, uh, you know, long, deeper section of water. Um, so, you know, it was, kind of a, it was kind of a pretty good looking spot, to be honest. I mean, it was kind of like a dream spot looking place. But, but you know, one thing that kind of helped is like this time of year, you're losing a lot of leaves. Um, and you can kind of almost, I mean, it almost highlights the seam for you because there's a a literal line of leaves just kind of forming the seam right on the edge of the current. So, you know, we were able to kind of see that, uh, use that as kind of the guide for casting and kind of working, working the bait back to us. And, you know, that kind of seemed to be the most productive way. Seemed. It seemed, <laughs> seemed. Don't do that, you ass hat. All right, uh, I'm going to pump some gas, but... Ah, I love when you pump, dude. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we, as Chris was saying, we found them in the seams, and really it was, um, it was one of those things like, you know, you go out, and that's sort of your, your goal is to, you know, go out and have a theory, you know, test that theory out, and then, you know, from there, you're really doing observation. And, you know, we observed, like Chris was saying, I got four fish in a row. And, um, yeah, it was just like one of those things. I was like, yeah, all four of these fish came out in the seam. And, uh, you know, it wasn't like I was fishing the seam. I was fishing into the, the eddy or the slow area, but the boat was positioned outside, you know, into the current, you know, as I'm pulling the bait through the you know, slow stuff. It really was, I would say even towards the end of the days started getting even more of a pattern going where it was not just in the seam. It was kind of just on the inside of the seam. So sometimes, 
you know, you will get fish like in the spring specifically, they'll be like in the seams. I would say instead of in the seams, they were more like on the inside corner of the seam, um, which is, you know, is, is different. You know, when the springtime bite, they're like actively swimming in the seams and they're feeding and you like, you can kind of throw into the current and pull in. It was almost the opposite. You throw into the slow stuff. And as it was kind of getting into that, um, you know, that seam, that faster area, that transition area, those fish would, you know, tag it. And they were, for the most part, besides the 20, they were hammering it, you know, pretty aggressively. Yeah, um, Josh, Josh was like, with the 20, he just, he made a cast and I saw him move and he's like, oh, I think I got a fish. Oh my God, I got a big fish or something like that. And then he ended up, didn't, never really set the hook on it, right? No, I was, um, yeah, it was one of those things where uh, I, I kind of panicked once I realized it was a night. I didn't think it was 20. I thought it was, you know, 18 plus. And um, Chris, I was like, get the net, get the net. And usually a lot, with the bigger fish, what I do, especially this time of year, because they don't really jump, um, that we had a few break the water. But for the most part, they were staying under. Um, I, I like to let them take two runs. They'll, they'll make a run. And then a lot of times they'll make a secondary run. And then after that, they kind of give up, you know, not give up, but they become where you can kind of direct them um, into the net. Well, that after that first run, I knew I didn't get a hook set. So I was like, man, I just need to get it in the net before he takes off again. And Chris was like freaking out because I sort of like flipped him into the net. Keep in mind, I have a seven foot medium light spinning rod that I'm tried, using. I tried to boat flip the, <laughs> like a four four pound smallmouth, and it was like, and then I'm just hanging on the net, and I only had the tail in the net, and I'm like <laughs> leaning over. I was about to jump in. <laughs> he was. It wouldn't be the first time. No, Twelve feet of water. <laughs> yeah. Twenty nine degrees. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we got her in the net. It was a nice big fat, um, you know. Tippet canoe smallmouth. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was pretty fun. And then um, you know, really that set the tone for the rest of the day because we were pretty like, you know, we had a pattern. We knew what the fish were doing. We knew where they were at, and and we did go through a pretty big dry spell there for probably like two or three hours. Um, but uh, really consistently, other than that dry spell, we caught fish consistently all day. Had several that would went um you know over 15 a few over 16 maybe one one or two 17s um and it was uh yeah for november like you can't really ask for much better than that i mean that's that's what you come out here for it was a good day like any time of the year yeah you know numbers wise i mean you'd kind of that was that was the idea you know from when we were talking about where we were going to go today it was kind of a little bit of a home run swing. I mean, Tippy, the Tippecanoe is kind of a boomer bust situation, you know. Um, but we thought, you know, if we're going for big fish, like it, it seemed like a good gamble. And you know, I think any time of the year, like this is a good time of year to find big fish. And I think any time of the year, if we caught an 18 and a 19 and a 20 in Indiana, we'd be pretty thrilled. And uh, we caught that, and we had great numbers. So, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty fantastic day of fishing, really. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, especially this time of year, I would say um, that makes it even better. You know, the fishing, you know, the type of fishing we were doing, we're, you know, throwing 
um, we're throwing small plastics on jig heads. Um, I actually, I actually switched over to like a football style, little finesse football head, um, later in the day uh, to kind of keep it out of the rocks. But you know, the Ned rig, the mushroom head, um, uh, that was definitely the most consistent. We did throw a jerk bait a little bit today. I don't think caught anything on jerk bait. It was too leafy for a jerk bait, to be honest. It was almost too leafy for a, a spinner bait. I mean, it was, yeah. we had like, like my fish finder was just blowing up. It looked like my fish finder had smallpox. I mean, it was like <laughs> suspended leaves all through the water column. Um, yeah. You know, and I hadn't used my boat in a couple of months. So mechanical errors, did we already talk about that? My, no. my trolling motor is riding upside down right now in my boat. So I'm having <laughs> some issues with that, which made me i i handled it really well i mean i didn't lose my temper at all i'm cool as a cucumber he, so. he called his uh trolling motor a fucking ass hat like four times <laughs> i did not i would never dude it is it's unbelievable i would never do that so no i, lo- I lost my lost my temperature or my temper a little bit and it was uh not my proudest moment i'm not gonna put it in the highlight reel of the day um, but yes, yeah, nice scenery, good fishing. Um, and we had the river, which, you know, if you fished the Tippecanoe before, you know that it's typically filled to the brim with tubers and jackasses and fishermen ass and ass hats. And, uh, it was not at all today. I mean, we saw one other boat all day. You know, we had the river completely to ourselves, uh, which is awesome. And, you know, it was a great day. Yeah, man. Um, I I concur. It was a great day. It was fun to come out here and kind of you know break down some water uh, with my with my fishing buddy and you know for the most part um, it kind of went I would say went as planned other than the fish being you know a little bit more of an active area than um, you know what we uh, had theorized. But you know it's it's nice when you come out here because you know, fishing is one of those things, no matter how good you get at it. Um, and no matter how much you think you have it down, uh, it is very unpredictable. And, um, this year in particular for like, for me, uh, in Indiana has been tough to find quality fish. Um, I had some good trips, but just, you know, we consider 18 as sort of the benchmark of a, you know, a, um, a picture taker, you know, I guess you could say, um, I wouldn't say a trophy trophy's probably 19 or 20, 20 is a trophy, but you know, 18's like, we, we remember those fish. We remember where we caught them, what we caught them on. You know, we always take a picture and that's been a tough year for me. 18's have been just for whatever this is probably the worst 18 inch plus year in Indiana I've had. And in, in for both of us, for, yeah. for both of us, for sure. Just so happens to be the year that we decide to make our tally public. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, it was it, for what I don't know. We'll do a year in review episode because I would like to kind of go back through our trips throughout the years, throughout the year of 2021, and sort of we usually do that at the end of the year and sort of uh, you, know, you know explore some explore some time, maybe yeah. explore the space of where we caught those fish. <laughs> How many there were, and you know, just I don't know, 
Just yeah, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> really cool, doesn't it? <laughs> Very. Uh, so, you know, we will do some reflecting on our season, but um, it was just nice for this trip to sort of go, you know, when you have something that just clicks and you're like, ah, yeah, hey, we came out here, we, we knew about where the fish were and they were eating, and, you know, that's uh, that's feels good and today felt good um you know other than the very rude comment by west fork john or jason or whatever his name is uh you know it was everything felt pretty good today i i really honestly although you know selfishly it was you know the contest i think it's it's tied i did want to see chris catch a, an 18 uh, later in the day it you know just wasn't meant to be um, some days I you know some days you come out and one of us will catch all the nice fish you know the other guy will catch them the next time and then sometimes we're split you know sometimes a guy will just catch like six drum <laughs> unexplained it was weird I didn't catch a drum not a single one but I caught I literally I mean six I would say at least yeah um, they were nice. That's why we come out, dude, for those drum, bud. <laughs> little drummer boy. That's what you can call me. Yeah, we, uh, so today, do we just have two species, drum and smallmouth? That's it, yeah. We didn't have any spots. No Asian it. carp, no spots. Yeah, it's pretty unusual, really. Like, that might be the, the biggest story of the day, that we only caught two species of fish on Tippecanoe. Yeah, so the story behind the tippy is that it supposedly is, like, either the first or the second most biodiverse uh river like east of the mississippi uh, that's what i've been told um and uh it, it does play out that way because very rarely do you come and and not catch at least four different species of fish and i you know we got smallmouth largemouth spotted bass you know those are your black bass and then you have drum um, you have carp, like, you know, buffalo carp or whatever. It's common carp. You have Asian carp, which that's the most prized fish in the entire river. Um, we've caught uh, crappie. Spoonbill. Well, what have we caught? We've caught crappie. I've caught a spoonbill. You have? Uh-huh. Okay, so Asian carp, common carp. Bowfin, striper. Bowfin. A striped bass or hybrid. I think those are hybrid bass. Um, largemouth, spotted, smallmouth. Um, we've hooked musky. We've. I haven't hooked one. I've had one. I hooked one. A take. Bit my, bit my lure off. But. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's. It's just a cool. It's a cool river in that respect. So if you're into multi species, that's a very. Um, be a very fun river to go to and and the fish are pretty healthy in there it's it's a you know they got, get some meat on them for sure um but yeah so fun trip fun day you know we're uh it's a little bit of a drive to the tippy for us so we we don't come out here probably you know if this was in our backyard we probably fish it a lot um we probably fish it like you know every other week but it's just far enough it's an hour and a half away where it's like you know you have to dedicate a whole day but i will say the jet boat is a is a pretty um it's gonna make this river way 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 more uh doable especially for like even like a half day you could come out here and, and yeah 
for I mean, sure. Like, if it was slow today, we would have gotten off the water by like one o'clock. But yeah. you know, it was good, so we stayed. You know that you don't really have that option when you're doing like an eleven mile float in your raft. And plus, it was so windy today. I mean, yeah, it was it was comfortable. It's nice. You know, it's a good way to go. It's a good way to go for this type of you know when you have a long stretch on a big river. So yeah, and the, you know the tippy for us is you know probably the our biggest uh river at home and it's for some people might look at that and be like oh man that's not very big but you know i would say it's uh you know, for most people it's considered a big river it's it's definitely it, the lower portion you know, the upper portion is not near as big but like below there's two reservoirs that are dammed up and from there to the confluence of the wabash is sort of the prime smallmouth habitat and uh i mean it was like 3600 cfs today i think that's a big river yeah yeah, it's a big river for sure. Um, no, you know, not Mississippi and not you know uh, um, Ohio or I don't know how big the St. Croix. I know it's bigger in areas, but, um, but yeah, it, it's probably about the same size as the Upper Wisconsin where we're at. So um, it's you know comparable to that. But yeah, it was a fun fun day. It was you know fun to get out and um, you know we're getting towards like. You know, I, I think we said this on the previous episode, but we're really getting towards the end of our what I call the active season, and into what you you know we really are are doing some hardcore winter fishing. And there's a couple things with winter fishing is like one, it's not for everyone because it's painstakingly slow. Um, it's uncomfortable mostly. You know, even if you dress right, still get cold. It's it is dangerous. I mean. A jet boat minimizes a little bit of the danger for sure, but um, you know, anytime you're dealing with uh, ice in your guides while you're fishing, um, you know, if you if you fall in, it's it's pretty uh, pretty dangerous, pretty pretty sketchy situation. Um, and if you're in a kayak and you're trying to get out there and winter fish, um, just take the proper precautions. I'm not gonna you know preach to anybody about like what they have to wear or don't have to wear or whatever, but um, you know just use your head use your noggin you know um don't put yourself in a bad situation but it's fun it can be fun you know we've said in this podcast multiple times that winter time is probably just being honest it probably is the best time to go out if you want to catch the upper upper end fish in a fishery it just is i mean uh spawn pre-spawn is really fun and you can really catch a lot of those fish and they're more active so they're more fun to catch but like they are harder to catch you know yeah i would say that's true i mean in the winter time there's really just not a lot of places for them to go i mean you know they're you know where they're going to be they may not be eating but you at least know where they're going to be um you know whereas in pre-spawn i mean that's a really probably the the second best time of the year to target big big smallmouth but they could be in any just about any straight line eddy you know i mean they could be anywhere they could be at the, any creek mouth. They could be anywhere. You know, there's only, uh, you know, Josh said 90% of the fish are in 10% of the river or whatever that stat is. But it's really less than that. I mean, it's probably like uh, 99% of the fish are in less than 1% of the river. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, they're super highly concentrated. Um, so that just, you know, when you know where they're at or where, where you have a pretty good idea of where they're at, you know, at least you know you're putting your bait in front of the fish so yeah yeah and it you know winter time i would say it took us 
two years maybe before we even caught a fish. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is tough to figure out. And the main thing that you're figuring out is where the fish are. And, and it's, it's hard, like, when you're fishing for such a, you know, specific spot and you're not sure if the fish are there, it can really be tough because then you start questioning like well are there fish here or they're not fish here and you know you really have to be confident that you're in the right place and that's what takes time and then from there it's really more about just timing it up you know to where the fish are feeding because i would say the winter time when there's no ice on you know 80 percent of the time you're gonna have a real hard time to get them to eat like you might catch one one or two but uh it's that 20% of the time when you have, you know, some kind of warming trend or you have something going on that um, the fish are active for whatever reason, uh, those are the times when winter fishing can be really fun. But you sort of have to put in the work for it. It, it doesn't come easy. Um, so if you if you want to get out there and try that, you know, feel free to hit us up. You know, we'll always, like, help people out as far as identifying, identifying wintering areas in your fishery. And a lot of that can be... Um, figured out from a, a aerial view at least give you a, a, an idea um so anyways i i don't really have anything else man that was a fun time thanks for going out chris it was a really good time yeah no problem dude i'm so glad that i could put you in my boat and you know let you catch all the big fish and <laughs> you know let you watch me catch all kinds of drum today <laughs> i do appreciate the uh you know willingness to let me I guess pull the boat take the boat out stuff that's yours and you know me share it with you so I it, it is it is uh appreciated so um we sort of have a little bit of a brotherhood with that stuff for from my perspective what's mine is yours what yours is mine from fishing yeah. perspective so uh I used yeah I mean I used I think I use your Ned heads most of the day. You did. And I'm saying that in case you ever get like a rock proof or anything, you know, <laughs> I can basically take it out whenever I want. Help a brother out. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, we'll, um, you know, I don't know, this probably won't be the last trip of the season for us. Uh, you know, we'll probably get out. We usually get out around Christmas time when we get some time off and, uh, you know, if the weather cooperates a little bit. Um, but definitely not a, a lot of trips left in the in the books for the rest of this year but it's been fun man we had a lot of good times a lot of a lot of highlights um one nasty instagram comment um and uh you know for the most part the years you know although we were kind of downplaying the fishing of the year man we had i, I we haven't had any fishing years that i can really complain about i mean just tons of good memories tons of good times um you know, even just the car rides there and back have fun. So, um, for me, it's, it's something we love doing and hopefully it was, it, today was one of those days, like, especially at the end of like, like Josh said, I mean, we will fish. I mean, I'll probably get out at the end of November. I'll probably get out again, like the week before things, you know, before Christmas or whatever, you know, before the end of the year. But like these last few trips of the year, you always like it, there's like I don't know what it is it's not you're not really reflecting on the year but like I there were several moments today when I was like god this is nice like this is great man like the weather's nice it's it's beautiful out you know there's we're catching fish 
you know, I mean, it was, there were several times, I think that, you know, it's, uh, so there, while it's, it sucks, you know, that the, that the season's kind of winding down a little bit, you know, I mean, we fish all year round, but certainly like the, you can just walk out and fish type days are, are kind of limited now, but it makes you appreciate certainly like the, every minute you're out there, you know, and today was one of those days. I just, I appreciated every minute of being out there, you know, just running the jet boat, uh, you know, every bite, every, you know, every, every fish I watched you catch all the drum even, you know, so it's good stuff. Yeah, man, for sure. Well, uh, we'll, uh, we, we're going to do some planning this off season and try to really up our game with our guests. Um, you know, we're going to try to get some high profile people on our podcast that, you know, mainly will inject some, um, actual knowledge into this podcast uh no we have have a few guys that we're we have in mind so hopefully we'll we'll have some cool episodes pump out some episodes this uh this off season but uh yeah as always uh till next time free the fighter free the fighter baby